if you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guests and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lori Bischoff, and we're about to start talking some shift. On today's menu, we have a health shift, and we're going to be digging into the nitty-gritty of a ketogenic diet. I have one of my favorite guests that has been with me now a couple of times. So this is her third time with us and uh, first time on our video on YouTube. So I'm super excited to have her back, Dr. Lori Shemek. Um, she's going to be sharing the deets on a keto diet with us. And what's cool is she's going to be sharing a lot of information that I think people don't really know about keto. It's been pretty much the trend du jour for the last handful of years now, um, but there's a lot of things people don't know about how many benefits there are, and there are also a lot of misconceptions. So I'm really excited to have her on to talk about this. Let me just tell you a little bit about Lori for those of you who have not um, heard her on my podcast before. Dr. Lori is a well-known pioneer in creating global awareness of low-level inflammation and how it is the core cause of most illness, disease, faster aging, and weight gain. She's the author of How to Fight Fat Flammation and the best-selling author of Fire Up Your Fat Burn. She's a leading health and weight loss expert and authority on inflammation and its role in weight loss, preventing disease, and optimizing health. The Huffington Post has recognized Dr. Lori as one of the top 35 diet and nutrition experts. You have likely seen her featured on or in uh, Oprah Magazine, Red Book, Prevention, The Dr. Oz Show, NBC's The Doctors, and tons of other sources. Her latest book, The Ketogenic Key, is out now, and I am just itching to dive into it with her. So without further ado, welcome Dr. Lori. Thank you, Lori. That was such a nice intro. I appreciate it. It's such an honor to be here with you again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you back. We always have really great conversations, Thank and you. I love the information that you always have to share to help people with their health. We need it terribly, especially this year, in this bizarre year. So um, I'm grateful to have you spend some time with us. I know you're busy with the new book. Um, yeah. And busy. I wanted to go. I wanted to say congratulations before we dive in um, for being recognized by Global Data as being the number one health and wellness influencer on Twitter. That is no small shakes. Very much. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. That's <laughs> so, so cool. Compliment, though. I was just yeah. It was Very nice. Nice surprise. Yeah, that's awesome. Sometimes so, you think when you put your information out on social media, not too many are paying attention, but apparently yeah. there are people. <laughs> there are, there are. And you know, yeah. your stuff that you put out is, um, I mean, I, I keep an eye on it and um, there is always a lot of conversation about it. You have a lot of people that are following, that are listening to what you say, that are asking questions. So keep doing what you're doing. It's super valuable. You're making an impact for sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. I keep interacting for sure. That is 
Yeah. 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 So, um, so Dr. Lori, there, uh, there are no shortage of books and videos and, you know, information on eating a keto diet or a ketogenic diet, or as I like to say, keto centric, whatever it is. Um, you know, there's just, everything is out there by a lot of different, um, experts and non-experts alike, shall we say. So what made you decide to write the ketogenic key with all this plethora of information? That's a great question because you think, why would somebody write a book on something that's just everywhere you turn, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the difference is, is uh, my book is not just the ketogenic diet. It's, it's about getting into ketosis. And there are, in the book, I describe four ways to do that. And it's really, I should have named the book, Ketosis is the Key, not <laughs> the ketogenic key, because uh, people misconstrue what, you know, keto with ketosis, which is, of course, part of the whole um, right. imaginations of it. But um, there are other ways to get into ketosis. And if you don't like the ketogenic diet, you can absolutely optimize your health and weight in mm. uh, other ways. And so the reason I wrote the book was because every book that I've written is about reducing that, that low-grade inflammation in the body. The one thing that um, I would love your viewers to know is that keeping that type of inflammation, that, that really uh, unhealthy inflammatory inflammation, if you will, down is the, is the key to living a better quality, optimized life. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up because um, that's what I wanted to ask. What, what is the difference um, between eating a, a ketogenic or a ketocentric mm -hmm. diet and actually being in ketosis? If you could explain that so everyone knows there's a difference. You could still write, eat ketogenic, but not ever quite get into ketosis, correct? Right. Some people actually, even though um, they think they're doing the right things, are not doing the right things. So, um, for example, they're saying, well, I'm, you know, I'm eating a lot of fat and I'm eating a whole lot of protein and you know, some carbs, but they don't realize that they're to true, uh, a true ketogenic diet is about uh, really, um, you know, it's a fine balancing act. So what you really want to do is keep your carbohydrate level 50 grams or below, ideally 25 grams daily. Mm -hmm. And if you keep it at 25 and below, which is nothing really, it's, it's not, it's maybe, you know, a, a quarter of a bagel. Okay. That's yeah. 25 grams of, and, yeah. uh, but uh, we can go into, uh, net carbs in a little bit if you want, yeah. uh, but it's it's important to note that you know if you are very overweight, getting into ketosis, which is the key again of the ketogenic diet, is uh, maybe more challenging, and it may take you a week. It may take you two weeks, and so that's that's where the patience comes in. And once you are in ketosis, what that simply means is that your body is using its own fat stores for fuel. And um, you know, it's 
it's a wonderful thing to have happen. You know, when you're using your diet, you're using dietary fat or your body's fat stores to create ketones. And these ketones, acetone, for example, or beta-hydroxybutrate, especially BHB, beta-hydroxybutrate, is the magic one because all the wonderful things you hear about keto, um, the ketogenic diet or intermittent fasting, for example, those th that is from BHB primarily. And uh, you know, you when you are doing a ketogenic diet and you're consistent with it, it is or you know on and off, getting mm -hmm. on it, getting off it uh, consistently. Um, you are going to reap the, the brain health, the slower aging, the weight loss, all of the wonderful things we all want, the cellular mm -hmm. health, you know, this is, right. this is what's so wonderful. So the average American, and you and I have talked about this before, uh, ingests an average of 300 grams of carbohydrates a day, an average mm. a day, right? So that yeah. is astounding, an astounding statistic. And so um, when, you when you think about somebody who's going to go from that number to 25, right. even 50 to 25, it's a hard leap for a lot of people to do. Right. So uh, the same thing with intermittent fasting, which is another way, and I talk about in my book, and I guide the reader into doing that very effectively. Um, but you don't want to jump into these because you'll never do it again. <laughs> You know. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. For people that are used to having carbohydrates, um, especially simple carbs as or refined carbs as a normal part of their a big part of their eating lifestyle, it's uh it's it's a tough transition to make. Um, and really, like you said, right, when you get down to 50, yeah. 25, or like my husband, when he's really like all in ketogenic, he'll will right. get down to like 12. And seriously, it's like, okay, here, it's in your teaspoon of cacao powder that I'm Thank putting you. in your, yes. in your protein smoothie, <laughs> right? That's it. Ones. <laughs> yeah. Ones, yeah, right? yeah, but he but he loves it. The benefit is when he does that and he gets literally into ketosis, he has one of those little um things that you blow into and it measures you know your level of ketosis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it is he's just like on fire. He's on <laughs> fire and he loves it. It's just he doesn't he doesn't do it nonstop month and month, you know, after month on end, but um Good. but Good. he goes through long Good. phases of doing it and then he'll back off a little and then he'll go back on and it's always just amazing. I can just literally see each day the difference in him. It's phenomenal. You know, and that's, you know, the, the wonderful feelings that he's getting, the, the uh, optimal health benefits he's receiving from it are due to the fact that our body loves this ketones. They, they, it loves ketones because it burns energy in a clean way, right? So when you can look at it uh, as the hybrid car analogy. So with these 300 grams of carbs a day that, that an average people are eating, um, the, the cells, the mitochondria are producing uh, energy from the food that we're taking in. This gluc, this what becomes glucose, then becomes a dirty form of energy. It is an easy form of energy for the body to utilize. It, you can get it right away. But the problem is, it is um, unlike you, the electric car, right? And now, you know, when you look at the electric car, no exhaust, no dirty gasoline exhaust like you would get with the glucose, right? So ketones burn cleaner. They're like the electric car, if you will, in terms of um, clean. 
Yeah. And so um, in terms of cellular junk and debris within the cell, there's not much of it. And so it's, you know, and also one thing that's very important about ketosis and the ketogenic diet is that it stops inflammation in its tracks. Okay. It stops the, there's the NLRP3 inflammasome that is generated when it's a, it is signaled when, uh, the ketones are produced, right? Mm -hmm. So we, the very important um, inflammatory signal, but uh, compound, but it is uh, hard to come by. You know, I mean, when the, um, I'm thinking of NERF2, but NLRP3 um, is, is inhibited or blocked with the ketogenic diet, essentially. Okay, okay. So yeah. um, I wanna come back around for a minute to uh, BHB, um, because there are a lot of supplements like BHB supplements that you can buy. Right. Now, is taking that supplement going to have the same effect as if you're, if that's happening naturally as a product of you know your ketogenic diet and being in ketosis and that's happening? Is it is it the same or is it different? Absolutely, it's the same. And one of the wonderful things, and that's one of the options that, here's my book that I talk about in my book, The Ketogenic Key, Yay. Um, is um, the ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting, exercise produces ketosis, and supplements, the exogenous ketone supplements. It's generally a drink that people take, and it gets you into ketosis under half an hour where a lot of people have to wait, as I mentioned early on, two weeks you know, or longer, um, it happens right away and it helps you lose weight. It's an excellent appetite control. Okay, so, so there's no downside to taking the supplement. None. You know, okay. it's, you, if you do the ketogenic diet, uh, you don't really need them, but they're excellent in terms of uh, giving, giving you more uh, um, athletic perform better athletic performance, okay. which is great. If you find yourself hungry, which most people never are on a ketogenic diet, mm -hmm. um, it helps with keeping your appetite completely away. And brain health, um, they've delivered, they've uh, given Alzheimer's patients, for example, the, the exogenous ketones, and they fare very well. Their symptoms are markedly improved. Now, mm -hmm. it doesn't cure obviously Alzheimer's, but it really does. The brain loves ketones. And so that's why they do so well on it. I'm glad you mentioned that because it is amazing how still with all of the information that's out there, still you can jump online and you can see people promoting carbohydrates and saying that that is great. That's your brain fuel, oh. that you need that. I mean, literally yeah. a week ago, Lori, I was reading something and, um, and it was somebody with some sort of nutrition credential and mm -hmm. uh, responding to somebody. And it, and it was like, she was adamant about saying, oh, you know, all this stuff about carbs being bad and no, that's wrong. And your brain needs those carbs to live and to thrive. And I was like, oh my God, this is antiquated information antiquated. and it's still being pushed out there. Right. And so they're changing the, the, the um, food guidelines right now. They're in the process of doing that. And, they, and the uh, powers that be are rejecting all of that you know, uh, 
randomized control trials on this on lower carb eating. They haven't completely rejected it yet, but you know it's interesting that how how uh, researchers, scientists, physicians they can become entrenched in the the old dogma, if you mm-hmm. will. A, a good example of that is saturated fat, right? Now mm-hmm. here. Physicians and, and cardiologists saying, "Oh, yeah, you do. You need some saturated fat for hormone growth, for brain health, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera." So, yeah, um, yeah, it's just it takes time. That's the problem with research. Takes time, especially nutritional research is very challenging. Right. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. People can. I always say, you know what. Um, rather than sitting around waiting for research to, to catch up, because right now you are in the condition you're in. And if you're not, you know, experiencing great yeah. health, if you're experiencing issues, if you've got inflammation, if you've got weight gain that you can't get rid of, you know what, don't, don't wait for new research. Do, you know, be your own scientist, do your own, right. do your own thing and just try some of these things. Really. I mean, what is the downside of cutting out most of your carbs? If you're going right. to allow a few in, make sure that they're complex, healthy carbs, but then just focus on some good, healthy fats and fruits and vegetables and protein and just see how you feel. You know, what really, what's the worst that could happen? Right. And you know, and I, my clients have, I have them have their blood tested and their metabolic markers improve markedly, powerfully. It is really, it's so wonderful to see it, you know? Mm -hmm. So their fasting insulin goes way down, you know, their triglycerides go way down, other fasting glucose weight, you know, everything that you want, right? Or CRP, which is a test of inflammation, um, is way down. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I I see it firsthand every day what's going on, you know, and I really. It's amazing, um, and right, it's the the proof is in you know the the client's results. And I have a I have a client that I've only been working with for a couple months, and weeks ago he he sent me a text and he said I'm now off three of my five medications that no, he was on, no. right? That he was on just like literally seven weeks earlier. And you know my thing was you know I just want to help you. Um, t- tweak your diet. I'm not a doctor. So you and your doctor and your meds, that's between you and your doctor. Um, so that wasn't obviously my focus. It's, it's outside of my scope of practice, but I can help you with your diet and then we'll see what happens. And <laughs> you know what? And there you, there you go. Just clean up your eating and try it. Yeah. A good example um, is Verta Health. Okay. Verta Health is, has produced quality randomized controlled trials using the ketogenic diet to get most of their patients uh, to reverse their type 2 diabetes and to get most of them at least, you know, off of their medications and it's, or cut them in half, right? Cut the amount of insulin they're taking in half. And so here you have research that people are, people, I think what happens is when the, when the ketogenic diet first came out, it became like a buzzword and Mm -hmm. you saw a lot of people that were not credible promoting it. And it has become, um, unfortunately, you know, to find the right sources and the credible sources, you have to wait through a lot. Right. And so, but Verta health, if anyone's interested in uh, reversing their diabetes, use, check them out, use the Mm -hmm. ketogenic diet 
uh, if you have type 2 diabetes, it's fantastic. I mean, you're optimizing every aspect of your health, including your cellular health, which we can talk about too. Okay, yeah, we should put that link, Verta, V-E-R-T-A? V-I-R-T-A, uh, health. Okay, we'll make sure to include that. Um, excellent. So let's, um, so let's take a minute to explain what makes keto different than some of the other diets out there, like the, the Atkins that was around for so long. Mm -hmm. How is it different from Atkins, uh, paleo, um, whole 30, or even just a low carb diet? Explain a little bit about the difference. Right. So with uh, the Atkins diet, it was a high protein diet, right? And so now I want to make a caveat here. The, the ketogenic diet is a moderate protein. And that's where a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, it's like a, an Atkins diet. And it is not, it's far that nothing could be farther from the truth, right? Yeah. Um, however, here's the caveat. If you are, say, a woman or a man in your 40s, you have belly fat, uh, you have stubborn fat that you can't get rid of, then you, with a slower metabolism, then adding in more protein is going to be powerful for you, okay? So adding in more protein than the, the typical ketogenic diet works beautifully. Um, so that's the difference with the Atkins diet in most cases. Mm -hmm. um, and then the paleo diet is about not using grains, okay? Um, they do not want, they want you to stay away from grains. And so that's similar to the ketogenic diet because your chances are, you're not going to be eating that many grains, you right, know, right. 15 carbs or 25 or 50 grams of carbs, right? Yeah. There's not much to eat. So yeah. grains and beans, legumes and things like that, the paleo diet stays away from. However, it's higher in carbohydrates. It's not Really, it's a lower carb diet than what the average, the standard American diet is, um, but it is still not a low carb, low, low carb diet. So where are the carbs coming from if they're not coming from grains? Is it like fruit or? Um, starchy vegetables like mm. sweet potatoes, potatoes okay. tubers, yeah. you know, those, yeah. those kinds of things. Now they'll eat them if they soak the, the uh, legumes, right? They will soak them. Uh, and, and ingest them that way. So they could, in, you know, conceivably increase their carb count that way as mm -hmm. well. Right. Um, but yeah, so those are examples of the difference between the ketogenic diet. Really what one needs to remember is that the ketogenic diet is a very low carb diet. It's moderate protein and uh, high in fat. Okay. okay. Yeah. Healthy fats. Healthy so fats. Right. And that's like avocados, olive oil, you know, yeah. um, nuts and seeds, coconut oil, right. Nuts and seeds, egg yolks, things like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, you can have, um, for example, two eggs and some bacon for breakfast or two mm -hmm. eggs and a ham slice. Uh, but no English muffin. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No toast and English muffin. Right. And uh, right. Although right, right. there are a few companies that are coming out with keto bread made with almond flour and very low carb. Still, you must look at those carbohydrates yeah. there, though. You know, because yeah. 
They call, this is very important because they're calling everything keto in the grocery store mm -hmm. and it isn't. I look at it all, right? I see it all. Um, I read labels, which I encourage every person watching to do that. You must read labels in order to optimize your health and weight. Um, having said that though, they're putting keto on everything and mm -hmm. a lot of it's just junk. They're, you know, cauliflower, remember cauliflower was the rage. It's a keto food when it's used properly. Um, but they're making, say, cauliflower frozen pizza, and it has 54 grams of carbohydrates for one serving. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. And it's mixed with wheat flour. So they're mm -hmm. just calling it cauliflower pizza. Right. No, and you're so right. You have to, you have to train yourself to yeah. turn the box around and read right. the ingredient list and read the nutritional yes. panel because yeah. you're right. And even things, um, I have recipes that I make with almond flour, but almond flour mm -hmm. has carbs in it too. So you yeah. can't just assume that that's okay because it's gluten-free and keto-friendly. Uh, that's that a you can point, Lori, because a lot of people can gain weight on the ketogenic diet because they think, Oh, you know, I can eat nuts. Do you mean I can have nuts and I can have avocados? <laughs> right? Right. Let me just right. pour some olive oil in my pan. And um, it really is, you know, it's a really easy way to gain weight because the body will then store excess uh, fat mm -hmm. as fat. Unless mm -hmm. you have, there's a certain type of fat called uh, MCT oil, mm -hmm. uh, medium chain triglyceride oil that you can buy uh, at the, at the, you know, as a supplement. And a lot of people put it, say, in their bulletproof coffee or their, right. their smoothies or whatever. And um, this, this oil, one of the wonderful things about it is that it's anti-inflammatory. It is metabolized in the liver immediately and uh, it, which helps with liver health, helps reduce triglycerides, and also is utilized as energy in the mm -hmm. same way carbohydrates are utilized, the glucose from mm -hmm. the carbohydrates, uh, right away for energy. Right away. So the chances of it being stored as fat are very low. Yeah. So it's a really healthy fat to have on hand, but yeah. don't eat it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and if um, you're new to using MCT oil, just a little mention there, um, start out small. <laughs> because if you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a teaspoon, yeah. it, it, right? And then gradually yeah. increase. Um, because it can cause digestive upset if you know what we're talking about. Yes, up, upset. <laughs> if you take too much. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, let's talk about um, the potential healing benefits of keto on some things that maybe most people aren't aware of. Like earlier, you mentioned how it can be helpful with Alzheimer's, not a cure, but slowing it down um, and helping with brain activity. Yeah. I know in your book, you mentioned um, things like people with migraines, um, cancer, autism, there's a whole, yeah, a slew of things. So maybe just touch a little bit on that, some of the more common things like that. Yes. Um, you know, the neurological benefits of using uh, ketones to upgrade your brain health are fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, they, we found out about keto uh, the ketogenic diet for people who had epilepsy. They realized that when they put them on a very low carb diet, very as it is, as it stands now, the 25 grams of carbs, um, and they gave them a high fat diet and uh, moderate protein, that their, their uh, seizures 
either vanished or were markedly reduced, right? And so it went away because medications came on board and people said, well, you know, my child, you know, likes to eat carbs, for example, right? You know, all those things. And so they decided to instead give their child the medication, which I understand if you, you know, you're a parent and you want to just, you're running a household, right? It's, it's challenging to do everything. Um, But that's why the ketogenic diet went away primarily because of the medications that came on the market. And um, so what happens, they believe, is that now in my book, it's, it's based on excellent research. I mean, it is all excellent research. And um, every piece of research, has, there's a description of each piece of research that's used in the book. So right. It's like 50 pages of, of descriptions. Mm-hmm. If one is geeky and wants to read about that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so essentially what's happening with all of the neurological diseases that you mentioned is you're stopping, you're inhibiting that inflammasome, that inflammatory uh, molecule from doing its dirty work, okay, that, that the ketogenic diet is. You, so your brain is then better optimized on a ketogenic diet with high healthy fat. The brain loves fat. The mm-hmm. brain loves uh, cholesterol. It loves saturated fat. And, you know, and a lot of people are afraid of eating. They think it's a a high protein diet when in fact, as I mentioned, it's a moderate protein, but that question comes up over and over again. Well, what about the saturated fat? And my response is always that it's very good for you, that it's a long, complex story uh, that uh, began with the name Ansel Keys. And uh, it took decades and decades until now, recently, for people to understand that saturated fat in and of itself is a good thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It's what people are eating along with the saturated fat in their diet. So they're eating these refined processed inflammatory foods. This oxidizes LDL cholesterol, right? And this is that dirty cholesterol, unfortunately, that is causing heart disease. And so it isn't saturated fat. It is not cholesterol. It's that analogy of you see a fireman at the scene of a fire and you might be quick to judge that that fireman started the fire because he's at the scene of the fire, right? Mm -hmm. And and so, but now they know, people are starting to get it. Now, there is a condition called uh, familial hypercholesterolemia. And it's a long word, which simply means you have a genetic condition for Mm -hmm. high cholesterol. It afflicts maybe 10% of our population. Mm -hmm. And so, but they know they have it. If they've had a, a test, a cholesterol test, it's skyrocketed. You know, it's not like a normal high test. It's, it's beyond high in your doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, and I was surprised though about, um, or interested, I guess, in the, the uh, migraines. Uh, people, yeah, you know, I know people that, yeah, people that suffer from yeah. migraines and, um, and how MSG, that wicked thing that's still lurking about yes. in much of our food is yes. oftentimes a culprit. And just by being aware of that and, and changing and eating a ketogenic diet, you can probably go a long way to eliminating those. Yeah, that's, and we talk about that uh, in the book. It's a chapter on yeah. migraines and it is 
something that, you know, we all know somebody who has migraine issues, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the ketogenic diet helps reduce the severity of them. It helps reduce the number of them. Some people have never got them again. So it, you know, it does help. It's very beneficial. When you add ketones, you know, into your, uh, via, you know, your, from your food, from the way you, how you eat, it's how you eat and when you eat that matters most really. But, you know, exogenous ketones are beneficial. Exercise again is an, is another way. And yeah. Yeah. So when you say when you eat, um, I know that for me, I just kind of naturally, um, because it just feels good, it feels the way my body likes to eat, I normally just daily do, it just turns out to be like a 14 to 15 to 16 hour fast, just mm-hmm. because that's just the way my body naturally likes to eat. So right. ex- explain to people about intermittent fasting. Um, it's really quite easy. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the timing um, of when you're eating and how that plays into um, really boosting your ketogenic diet. Yeah, that's uh, intermittent fasting, for those that don't know, is just a period of time when you're not eating. So when you go to sleep at night, say you sleep eight hours, um, you go into a state of ketosis naturally, all right? And uh, all that you're doing, essentially, if you do it in this, this, type, of, uh, this type of application, is that you're, you're extending your sleep, your um, fasting time. So if it's eight hours, say you, um, your last meal was at seven at night, your next meal is at seven in the morning. That's 12 hours of fasting right there. You know, and it's not so hard. We've all done the 12 hour, you know, fasting before blood test, or we've waited to have uh, breakfast, to have lunch with our friends. That's fasting too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's really a, a mindset issue than yeah. it more than it is a hunger issue. Because I promise you, you are not starving. Right. <laughs> you will not starve, no matter... You know, you can go for even 24 hours or more and not starve, okay? It's not. It's just, you know, what happens is, is the body is on a circadian rhythm. And everything, in fact, in our body runs on that rhythm. And uh, so you, you will find that once you start, like you, Lori, you know, you say you do 14 hours. At the 14-hour mark, that's when your stomach starts growling again. That's when mm-hmm. you're like, okay, time to eat. Mm-hmm. And for those who get up and eat right away, that's when you're hungry too, for those that eat breakfast. Um, but it, you know, suffice it to say, you're, again, you're entering ketosis um, and you're doing a lot of wonderful things. Now, the longer you go, the longer you fast, the deeper ketosis you get into. And what happens is uh, a, um, a byproduct of ketosis is called autophagy or intermittent fasting is uh, what is causing this, keto- this autophagy. Mm-hmm. And so si- simply cellular house cleaning is what's going on. And the cells, when they're metabolizing energy, and uh, there's a lot of junk and gunk that gets caught up inside the cell. And because we are eating 24-7, we have access to food. There's never been any time in history where we've had so much access to food and bad food, right? So again, remember that dirty glucose uh, gasoline exhaust analogy, right? Yeah. 
Um, that's what's going on. So the cell has a lot of debris in it, has a lot of junk and gunk. And so the, the cell's like, oh, I'm not having to metabolize any nutrients. So what I'll do is I'll clean up the cell and reuse a lot of the parts, remodel them and make brand new parts for the cell, mm -hmm. the lysosomes. And, okay. you know, and also what's really important is the cell membrane is also optimized, the health of it. And that I have to say is, is as important as the little organelles inside the cell, like the mitochondria. You, the, the health of your membrane, your cell membrane is crucial because if that, if you're eating a diet that's full of sugar, for example, that cell membrane's rather stiff, right? All the nutrients that you want can't get into that cell hardly very easily right mm -hmm. and so um also what's happening if you're eating a terrible diet uh, the mitochondria are being affected sugar in fact refined white flour damage mitochondria and those are those tiny little organelles that literally keep us alive because they're providing energy for us to stay alive mm -hmm. and you've seen older people as they get older they become frail and this is part of the reason they're losing their mitochondria they uh, have also have mitochondria that are not healthy so mm -hmm. the goal if you want to live a healthy life a you know one that keeps wow. you independent and and on top of your game throughout your life right. is to increase the mitochondria in yourself, the number of them. It's called uh, biogenesis, mitochondrial biogenesis, and also the health of them. And intermittent fasting or ketosis will do that very, very well, as will the ketogenic diet. Beautiful. So let me ask you, is, is keto good for kids? Keto is fine for children. Yeah, it's, it is fine for children. Um, but see, they're growing. So they need more protein. They need, um, I, would, I would give them more carbohydrates. We're, you know, we don't want to grow. You know, that's, we don't want to put on, you know, we don't want to ingest too much protein because then this uh, uh, triggers mTOR excessively. And mTOR can be can be a problem for some, but not others in terms of promoting cancer and uh, other conditions. Okay. So, okay. you know, I, I would, you know, with, with children, I would treat it with kid gloves, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was I going to ask you? I, oh, I know what I want to know before I forget and move on um, to the smartest way for people to start. Mm -hmm. I, I do want to ask about certain types of fat, especially saturated fat. So is there a limit to some of the tastier things that people really enjoy, like cheese and like you said, bacon, you know, there's a lot of, that's an easy, quick go-to when you're hungry and you can justify it because it's, it's, a, it's fat and it's, you know, ketogenic um, friendly. But can you do too much of those types of fat? Should you be balancing a little bit of, how, what is the balance, I should say, between fats from like avocados and nuts and seeds and healthy oils, plant oils versus saturated fats or animal fats? Yeah, you want about 70 to 80% fat in your diet. 
right? And so this is where people run into trouble because they're like, oh, okay, you know, um, I can just have, you know, nuts whenever I want. Or again, you know, the, the cheese is another example. Yeah. Um, you see these wonderful keto recipes out mm-hmm. there and it's, they're just calorie bombs. You know, calories really don't matter, but they do. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're eating a really healthy whole foods diet, um, you, your keto diet, lower in carbs, you're fine on the calories, right? Um, but yes, you, you can overdo it. You know, all of those, those keto desserts and those keto cookies you can see at the grocery store, all of that is just adding weight on you, believe me. And right. um, you want to be really smart about what you eat. If you do it right and you choose healthy foods, you, there would be, you would not need to, um, you won't gain weight. And you won't okay. be hungry. But cheese, yes, you can use cheese, you know, mm-hmm. as you would. You know, are there some it, cheeses that are better than others? Well, worse? yes, in terms of my research, um, aged cheese is excellent for gut health. Okay. It, it is. It promotes, uh, it provides beneficial probiotics. And it's, it goes a long way. So if you like aged cheeses, like uh, camembert brie or blue cheese, you know, maybe the camembert or the brie won't go, <laughs> won't go as long as the blue cheese. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, those are excellent sources of cheese to use. And, okay. they're, and they're lower in carbs, too, than the other cheeses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Because uh, I love blue cheese on my salad. So that, yeah. that's it's a great the- choice. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, I wanted to make sure because, you know, we're cheese lovers. Every, I, I don't know anyone that yeah. doesn't love cheese. Right. And, no, right? Um, I, and so right. I, I eat cheese almost every day. I'm not yeah. sensitive to dairy, you know? Um, and if you are sensitive, you'll know it, but you'll have bloating and you know, right. just or all sorts of digestive issues. And so I would say then, or would you say, watch out for, um, processed cheese because that's not quite the same right if you're getting a processed cheese that's got some garbage oils in it right yes it does that's it yeah we need to talk about that too that's really important um yeah recently i believe it was a major brand i can't name name the name here but a major brand was told that they need to take the word cheese off of their processed cheese so now it's just called some i can't remember what it called it (laughs) But it's or like orange a, spread <laughs> slices, something slices, or I can't remember. But they cannot say the word cheese because it was not cheese at all. There's nothing in there that that indicates that it's cheese. But to the oils, right? Uh, the oils that Lori is talking about are important to know. There, if you do, if you do one thing, if you cut out junk food out of your diet, ultra processed foods like that, the you know the 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 snack foods, the cakes, the cookies, the things like that. Almost every single manufactured processed food product out there uses these oils. And that these oils are soybean oil, vegetable oil, um, canola oil, or vegetable oil. These oils, remember that cell membrane, how important that is? Well, that cell membrane stores the type of oils or fats that you're ingesting. So again, it's making your cell membrane inflammatory. When you have an inflammatory cellular 
uh, membrane, then the signals, the leptin, the, 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 uh, the let's just call them the, the weight loss signals, the fat burn um, um, signals uh, are not getting to the cell. And so we have a problem, right? We, we have inflammation going on in the body. And so these cells are not, I mean, these oils are not healthy for you at all. They're inflammatory, highly processed. People think that canola oil is this godsend and it's one of the worst offenders yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff is horrible. It's horrible. And you see um, a lot of canola oil along with the others that you mentioned in a lot of the products that are um, like vegan cheese or right. um, like the Beyond Meat, you know, the uh, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you don't want to eat meat. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and I've looked at some of the ingredients. I turn it over. I read the label and canola, there it is. And yeah. it's just... And everything. Mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. So you, think, you know, people think that they're doing something good for themselves <laughs> if they don't eat meat. So they're looking for, right. you know, things that um, to substitute, and they think they're getting something really good. And in fact, um, they're they're just not getting the meat or the animal product. But in place of it, they're getting the garbage oils. And these garbage oils are creating garbage gene expression. Ne uh, you know, negative health, negative unhealthy gene expression. So, right. you know, if you take anything away from this show, stop ingesting those oils because it's a cascade of inflammation that's going to be happening within the body. If you keep eating these yeah. foods on a daily basis, once yeah. in a while is, is fine. You right. know, the body can repair and handle that kind of, it is yeah. cellular damage, by the way. A lot of people think that nothing, you know, I have inflammation, but it, what's happening is it is, um, damaging the tissues in the body, it, even this, as I mentioned, the cell membrane is a tissue in the body, right? Right. And right. so that that's an important point to remember. And also, it's it's good to get in um, your omega threes because things like, for example, turmeric or curcumin can really tamp down on uh, the 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 effects of inflammation really mitigate it very powerfully. Mm -hmm. But it is the omega-3s, the DHA and the EPA, that resolve that inflammation. That is the key to optimizing our health. Yeah, good point. And I think, you know, you can't really stress that enough. I'm glad you came back around to that because I think a lot of people, especially if you're still um, fairly young, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're in your thirties or in your forties and you're still feeling okay. You don't have any major conditions, but and you feel like, well, I don't feel um, any aches or pains. So I don't think I have any inflammation, but when when all of this damage is being done over the course of years at the cellular level, you don't know that what's brewing in there until right. all of a sudden you, you know, find out. Bam. Yeah. The body yeah. can't repair the damage, can't keep up with it. There's, it's an accumulation, right? And right. so the body's always trying to put a Band-Aid, trying to fix things, and yeah. it wants to maintain homeostasis, cellular uh, homeostasis, but it can't do it anymore. And that's why, yeah. you know, people age. And, you know, aging is, uh, is inflammatory. So, um, you know, when we use intermittent fasting, like I talk about in my book, um, it, 
it actually not it optimizes cellular health, the mitochondrial health, as I mentioned, but also gets rid of those senescent cells that a lot of people don't know about, which are these dead, uh, almost dead cells. They call them zombie cells because mm -hmm. they're they're kind of like half alive, <laughs> but they're yeah. sending out a lot of distress signals, false distress signals to the other cells in the body. And this causes uh, it marked inflammation in the body, but uh, science is right now working on getting rid of these uh, senescent cells, which is yes. fantastic because this is a huge marker of, of aging. And right. once we get rid of that, knee pain will be gone, back aches, you know, right. uh, osteoporosis, yeah. you name it. Yeah. It's it's very exciting um, what's happening there. I'm I'm in the middle of reading um, uh, David Sinclair's latest book. Uh, oh yeah, um, lifespan. Right, lifespan, and it's very scientificy. So I'm like, okay, I, I I'm I'm picking up the the messages. I'm picking up most of it, but it's so sciency that um, that some of it is just kind of like going, you know, in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right. But, but I am getting the, uh, I'm getting the gist of it and, um, yeah. the exciting advances they're making, understanding, um, that aging is not natural. Aging is right. a disease and the work they're doing at the cellular level, like you are talking about is phenomenal. It's very exciting to see what's coming exciting. up for us. We're at, we live in a time that is very exciting. And when, you know, shows like yours and the, the research that's being out there, so people have an option, they have choices. And, you know, that's why I do what I do to offer choice to people mm -hmm. on how to fix their health, how to, you know, really live a better quality of life. And yeah. so David Sinclair is fantastic. You know, he's really great. Oh, he, he is. I love his, I love it. Um, so, okay. Let me ask you, uh, what, let's talk about, uh, for a minute, let's touch on just a couple of the most common myths and misperceptions about the keto diet. Well, one big one is that, as I mentioned earlier, it's a high protein diet. People think okay. it's high protein and it is not, it is, you know, moderate protein. Now, again, if, if you have a lot of belly fat to lose and you're in, you know, say a female in your mid forties on up, I would say, or in your forties on up, um, I would say add in more protein because protein, um, you're going to really, the muscles really utilize uh, protein very effectively. Mm -hmm. And the more muscle you have, here we go back to aging again, uh, the bigger depositories for glucose, the less glucose you have circulating in your system, the healthier you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's one of the reasons the ketogenic diet works so beautifully is because there is no sugar in the diet. You know, yeah. it's, it's wonderful about that. So yeah, so high protein is one of the myths. Um, the other myth is that it's going to cause ketoacidosis, which will not happen. You know, that's a huge myth. Um, no, you know, if, if you're, um, in that situation, it, it is not from the ketogenic diet. So don't be afraid of people hear the word ketosis and they think ketoacidosis mm -hmm. and that's totally yeah. different. Ketosis. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is so it, for, yeah. for people that don't know what ketoacidosis is real quick, would you explain that? Yeah, it's when your ketone level gets, so if you're, if you're measuring your ketones, it's 10 millimoles or higher, right? So on a ketogenic diet, you want your, your millimoles to be measuring in any form, such as a breath analyzer, urine strips, um, blood tests. You want it uh, 0.5 to, to 3 millimoles or um, on up right but you but you will never get to the 10 okay so it's impossible okay. for somebody that to happen okay so for someone that has been um pretty much living a, a lifestyle of the you know the uh, standard american diet this the mm -hmm. sad diet uh and they are like okay i'm going to give this a try um right. in, in order for them to really um, set themselves up for success. What is the best way for them to start so that they don't get freaked out and, you know, cut and run after day two? Right. So what I would do is I would just begin to reduce, um, what I, and I talk about this in the book is to reduce your carbohydrate intake slowly because what you're doing is you're teaching your body to become less of a sugar burner and more of a fat burner. So when there's less sugar, which is glucose, everything most everything metabolizes to glucose in the body, there's less of that circulating in your system. And the cells are like, oh, okay. You know, and if you exercise, you're using up that glucose, right? Um, so that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to do intermittent fasting and to slowly ease into that. You can, I, I like for people to start with intermittent fasting and then move on to the ketogenic diet mm. because it, when you are fasting, say 12 hours, you uh, are literally using your fat for fuel, right? And um, your, your glucose level is flat, your insulin level is flat. And again, all those cellular happenings, uh, those wonderful cellular, uh, um, just those wonderful cellular benefits are happening. Mm -hmm. And so everything is good for you when you're doing the, doing the intermittent fasting. But, um, but as you extend it, as we talked about earlier, it becomes a lot uh, easier for you to do it. And then, you know, once you can do um, 12 hours of intermittent fasting, which is really nothing, it's yeah. very easy to do, you can do the ketogenic diet. Right. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, and I think um, just reminding people too that all of the um, those refined carbohydrates and the sugar, all of that readily available fuel that you know you think that even if you even if you cut back on your calories, but your calories are still coming from those refined carbs and sugar, right? That's that's the fuel that your body's going to burn, which means it's not going to dig into the stored fat. Right. And I, it I never think that, will. Yeah. 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 That's a yeah. great point. Yeah. So it, when you stop giving your body all of this glucose from all of these carbohydrates and especially unhealthy ones, um, it, it will never reach for those uh, fat stores. 
Yeah. And there you go. You can't lose weight. That's why you, you have that tummy or whatever, you know? Right. Right. Give everybody a chance. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's still the school of thought out there that, you know, it's a numbers game, calories yeah. in, calories out. But, um, but still That's people have to understand thing. that those calories have a value and there's quality calories and non-quality calories. So yeah, I think. Upon the body, they, right. each, you know, each type of food affects the body differently. Yeah. So again, like you mentioned, the refined, say sugar, mm-hmm. is immediately made, uh, metabolized into glucose, and that spikes your blood sugar. Then it drops, and that action right there is inflammation, right? And it, and how many people eat a little sugar? Rarely, not many. So mm-hmm. most people are addicted to sugar. The average American ingests 156 pounds of sugar a day, and I mean a year, and that's another astounding statistic, you know? Mm -hmm. And you think one out of every two people in our country has prediabetes, and it it doesn't stop at prediabetes, right? It continues down the road to type 2 diabetes. So what, you know, that's another horrible statistic, but reflective of the standard American diet and the type of uh, choices people are making. Right, right. Good information. Okay. So before I let you go, um, let's remind everyone of where they can find out more about you and your amazing books, the, the ketogenic key and the others and all of your services, Lori. Thank you so much. Yes. You can find me at Dr. Lori Shemek. Dot com. That's Dr. Lori, L-O-R-I, Shemek.com. And I'm on Twitter as Lori Shemek. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Dr. Lori Shemek. And you can find all four of my books on Amazon. Yes. And your podcast too. Oh, yes. And um, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> and I have a podcast. That's, yes. I uh, love it. It is so much fun. And it's called This Podcast Burns Fat. And we have a lot of wonderful guests on there. Yeah. So check that out. Full of amazing information so that you guys can start to up-level your health and seriously, one day at a time with just making even incremental changes like what Dr. Lori has been talking about, um, you you will notice and you'll notice in a short period of time if you stay consistent and just keep your momentum going. Right, Lori? Yeah, we didn't even touch on gut health, and that's like the, the epicenter. <laughs> right. Okay, so tee that up for next time. Right, right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, you know what? Um, I am just delighted that you are willing to keep coming back. You oh, always I have it. the I love best you, info. so of course I would. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, good. So we will for sure um, put that on ice for our next episode is gut health. I know it doesn't sound sexy, everybody, but trust me, if your gut is healthier, you will feel more sexy. So there's that, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Lori. Everyone, if uh, make sure that you check out Lori's, um, Dr. Lori's site and everything that she has to offer. And if you find value in uh, everything we talk about on We're Talking Shift, please take a minute to give us uh, a meeting, tell us some comments, tell us what you love about it, your takeaways. We want to hear it all. Um, to find out more about coaching with me, head on over to lauriebischoff.com. And until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy and go make some epic shift happen in your lives. You too, Gary Vee.